Summer goes hand in hand with outdoor activities for many people. The ocean, boating, swimming, hiking, biking, anything you can think of under the sun. But with that can come consequences like skin damage. But it doesn't have to happen if you're prepared and know how to prevent overexposure. My guest is Hilary Cutler, a dermatology certified nurse practitioner who works at Skagit Regional Health. And today we'll learn tips for healthy summer skin, the facts about sunscreen, and some other ways to prevent skin damage and more. This is Be Well, the podcast from Skagit Regional Health. I'm Maggie McKay. With summer comes fun in the sun, but our skin can take a beating during the summer months if we don't take care of it. So, Hillary, what are some tips that you can share with us to promote healthy skin this summer? Well, I think it's important to state first off that you know, while sun can do some damage, we don't want to scare people into not going out in the sun. But there's just better activities to consider getting out before 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, things like gardening or things that you can get done, walks when it's a little cooler and the sun's a little less intense, or after 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Boating, barbecuing, that sort of activities that you can then not have to worry about the intensity of the sun. And certainly when it's hotter, you're going to sweat that sunscreen off faster and it's going to be harder to wear a hat. It's going to be harder to protect your skin when it's hot as well. Should sunscreen be worn every day or just on days when you're out in the sun? I compare sunscreen to brushing your teeth. If you don't do it every day, you're going to forget, did I even put that on? Did I do it or not? And so just having as part of your daily routine that before you leave in the morning, you have sunscreen at least on your face and ears, that upper neck for women because that is often exposed in the sun and is where I see most skin cancers occur. Certainly, I don't think it's reasonable to say every single day I want you to put sunscreen on head to toe when you're going to go to your office job and be inside all day. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to expect my patients to do that. But I do feel that if you at least get that first layer on in the morning and then If you find yourself that you are outside playing, sweating, swimming, where you're going to be wiping it off, sweating it off out in the sun, that's when you bring it along with you and reapply just using simple common sense as your guide. And that sort of, you know, I don't reapply when I'm inside all day because it's, you know, I barely get my lunch, let alone, you know, get outside (laughs) during my lunch. So it just doesn't happen. If I'm not outside, I'm not going to worry about this reapplication. But certainly if I'm going to be able to go outside, then just bringing it along with me and finding sunscreens that are easy to reapply. And how often should we reapply? Depending on the type of sunscreen that you are wearing, it's going to linger longer. A good zinc oxide sunscreen is harder to put on. It feels like paint, but it is going to linger longer and it Mm -hmm. acts as a shield for your skin. If you have a chemical sunscreen that especially the lighter weight ones that are aerosolized, the spray ones, I would be reapplying those every two hours because I'm not as convinced that even the first time you put it on that they're doing that great of a job. Whereas the zinc, they technically recommend every two hours. But again, using common sense saying, hey, you know, I've been sweating or swimming, wiping, let's reapply on the face and more sensitive areas that I really want to make sure that I am protecting from the photo damage. And, you know, I've I say if you're motivated to not have a skin cancer cut off that area, then be more persistent about putting on your sunscreen. If it's your back or someplace where there's shirts covering it, you may not need to reapply there. And what SPF would you recommend? Because every time I know when I go to buy sunscreen, I'm like, I just stand there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, which which number? Yeah, the number is in 
interesting. It's somewhat deceiving because it is a reflection of how much it reduces redness, not necessarily how much UV protection it is providing and what type of UV protection. So a 30 of zinc oxide is going to give you more depth of of protection than even three or four different chemical sunscreens combined together to try to give you a 100 sunscreen. And so I tell my patients, if it has zinc oxide in it and it's at least a 30, you're good to go. And then just find one that you are willing to reapply because if you're not willing to reapply it, you're not going to get that benefit from it because sitting in a jar doesn't protect your skin. Right. So can we use leftover sunscreen from last year? Because sometimes it's so expensive, you feel like, oh, I don't want to throw it out. I want to use it up. Or does it lose its effectiveness? Because I've noticed they do have expiration dates. Yes, the expiration dates are there as a general guideline. I would not say that I follow them specifically as much as I follow. (laughs) Does the sunscreen look like it is still the way it's supposed to look? You know, is it separated? Mm -hmm. Is it like a paint can that's been sitting there for too long and there's kind of the different colors swirling at the top because you need to shake it up again. You know, when the sunscreen starts separating, I don't trust that it's as stable. Now, if it is a zinc oxide sunscreen, if you're still getting the zinc oxide in, then you're, you're getting the protection. It's the chemical sunscreens that the chemicals have separated. I don't necessarily trust those to be as stable once they've separated. And so... If like your zinc oxide is separated and you just need to shake it up really good so that you can get the zinc back into the vehicle that it was placed in so that you can rub it on your skin, it's probably going to look a lot whiter and be a little harder to rub in, but it's still an effective sunscreen. Whereas the chemical sunscreens, once they've separated, I'm not sure have the effectiveness anymore. Okay. Beyond using sunscreen and sun protective clothing, which I'm a big fan of, what other ways can we keep our skin healthy during the summer months? Good question. So having antioxidant-rich foods, which conveniently this time of year, okay, depending on where you live this time of year, berries are in season. And our poor strawberry crop here is really hurt because of all this rain. But usually from the time spring goes all the way through summer, if you eat the fruits that are in season, you are getting those antioxidant-rich foods that actually help your body manage sun damage. And I think that's just brilliant because it's right there. It's at your farmer's market. And then the other option is that there's a product called HelioCare that is a supplement of, I can't remember the plant name. I think it's based out of Spain and it's a super potent antioxidant that they did studies showing that it increased someone's skin resiliency to the sun and sun damage. And so even people who are really prone to skin cancers and pre-cancers and had already done their damage years ago by taking the HelioCare, it actually helped the cells rejuvenate in a healthier way. And when you're actively outside in the sun, it actually helped your body be less stressed by that UV photo damage effects. So I thought that was really neat to see the data behind that product. I know there's other products that are trying to mimic it, and I just haven't seen any hard data on those ones. But I know the brand Mm -hmm. HelioCare, not that I get paid anything to say it, does (laughs) have some of that research behind it. And that was a very intriguing anecdote. But certainly the more antioxidants we have, the better. That's all good advice and information to maintain our skin's summer glow rather than a summer burn. Thank you so much, Hillary, for giving us practical advice and tools that we can use that will save us from sun damage or at least minimize it, maybe even right. save us some wrinkles down the road. We can hope, right? Absolutely, absolutely. To learn more, go to SkagitRegionalHealth.org. 
Thanks for listening to Be Well, the podcast from Skagit Regional Health. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm your host, Maggie McKay. Be well.